What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Taylor Bickett over Zoom video. Taylor was born and raised in Indianapolis and talks about how she got into music. Doesn't come from a musical household, but has some distant relatives on her mom's side of the family who were quite musical. Uh, one of her family members actually wrote a hit for Elvis and she has a funny story about a family reunion at that person's house in Nashville where a very famous country star before they got really famous was the person painting the fence. So she'll give you that story. She talks about how she got into music, started playing piano and guitar at a very early age. She was really into theater and chorus and choir. She ended up attending Belmont university. She talks about getting into the school Winning a singing competition where three days prior to the finals, they announced, oh, you have to write an original for the finals. So she talked about that and ended up winning the contest. When COVID happens, she's still in school, ends up having to move back to Indianapolis. And that's where she really started her, her career as far as TikTok went. She had a few videos go viral. She talked about her first single going viral, moving back to Nashville to finish up school at Belmont. And she talks about the massive success of her song, Quarter Life Crisis, which currently has uh, nearly 20 million streams on Spotify. And we hear all about the new music Taylor has uh, coming out as well. You can watch our interview with Taylor on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Taylor Bickett. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I appreciate you doing this. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Um, well, I'm Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new songs. Amazing. Cool. Oh, I, I lost you. Oh, now I can hear you. You got me? Okay, I just switched away. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, you're currently in Nashville? Is that what I read? I am, yes. Okay, that's where I'm in, or about the Nashville area oh, no as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. I live south like Williamson County area. Okay. Um, but are you originally from Nashville? No, I'm originally from Indianapolis. Okay. Um, so it's a general area. It's like a four and a half hour drive north. Um, but I came to Belmont um, for college and that brought me to Nashville. And then I have kind of stuck around. <laughs> very, very cool. So Indianapolis is where you're originally from. What was it like uh, growing up there? It was, um, it was good. I lived in a suburb called Carmel. Um, so it was, it was very suburban life, <laughs> um, which was lovely, but so not my style anymore. I love being in a city. I love Nashville and the music and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was great from a really young age. I like kind of got, got into music and theater and all that. Um, and the, the, the city is pretty um, supportive of the arts as well. And my family loves the arts. So that was that was super fun very cool do you come from a musical household or artistic household no um (laughs) my parents are 
in HR and IT, so like very businessy. Sure. And um, I, they, um, my mom loves musicals. Like we always went to shows growing up, and my my dad's a lover of music too. Like he'd always have on like ACDC and Queen and all that in the car and stuff. So they're definitely like fans but they're not musical for sure. We don't have um, many musical people in my family. I have a couple um, extended relatives who can sing, but um, we found out recently, well, not recently, I found out recently, my mom knew. But um, so Mayborn Axton, singer-songwriter or songwriter in Nashville, um, she wrote Heartbreak Hotel for Elvis. Um, uh-huh. wow. And she passed away, I think like around the time I was born, but she, so my mom's maiden name is Boren and she is related to May on that side. Apparently she went to their, um, she went to a family reunion at May's house in Nashville one year with my dad. And they, she's like, oh, I've got, I've got this young guy who's been painting my fence. He's going to sing for y'all. And my parents were like, oh yeah, this is just some country dude. Like they're not like huge country people. So like, whatever. And then um, turns out it was Blake Shelton. <laughs> no way. So pretty crazy. So I have her. I've got like, she's my songwriting, like where I come from, I guess. And her son, Hoyt Axton, wrote like uh, Joy to the World for like Three Dog Night and um, other stuff. So like, I definitely have them. They're just kind of distant They're in distant. the relatives. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> That's wild. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Blake Shelton used to paint her fence or was painting her fence. <laughs> I guess. And she was trying to help him do music. And I mean, he made yeah, look it. At him so. now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Um, so how do you get into music? Did you, uh, were you putting like piano lessons or anything like that growing up or? I did do piano lessons. Choir, I hated like them. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, apparently my mom always tells me that I like would just sing. I was a first child. So my parents didn't really know like what is normal and what's not. not. Yeah. (laughs) I would just like lay in my crib and sing like makeup songs, just like singing random syllables and everything. And when I was super young, like still in my crib, her friend came over and was like, your daughter's pretty on pitch. And she was like, really? I don't, aren't all kids like that? She's like, no, my kids are awful at singing. <laughs> and so my mom was like, hmm, okay. So she started kind of putting me in like voice lessons, community theater. I think I I did like my first little like theater camp when I was like maybe seven. And I started voice lessons when I was like nine. I was in choir. Yeah. Piano lessons, guitar lessons, the whole thing. I'm still mad at my parents for letting me quit piano. Yeah. It, I wish I was better at it, but. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. And that's when. I'm not a musician by any means. I mean, I could poorly play guitar, uh, but my sister and my b- dad both play piano like really, really well. And that's what, and there was a piano in my house and I just was like never interested in learning it, but I'm like, yeah. I hear it now. I'm like, God, I really wish I would have learned yeah. my how to dad, play piano. Yeah. My dad actually did play saxophone and piano when he was younger. Oh, wow. Um, just not, just like in high school and stuff, but sure. yes, yeah. So you were, uh, did you do theater through like, elementary school middle school high school that type of thing as well I did I thought I wanted to be on Broadway I thought like that was the goal I didn't really know I wanted to do the singer songwriter thing I always like I look back I was just going through some old videos um because I used some in my most recent music video yeah there's there's like a video of me like making up songs like pretending I'm an American Idol at like three years old so I definitely always knew I wanted to be a singer songwriter but I was really really into theater like wanted to do the whole musical theater in New York situation and then in high school I kind of realized I like making things my own more than theater allows you to like I don't want to 
say what it thinks. Like, I don't want to sing what it says on the page. I want to make right. it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was really involved in that for a long time. When did you start writing your own music? So I, it's funny because I, I always say like, oh, I really started heavily songwriting in college. But when I look back, when I looked back at those old videos and I, like I, I was, I was writing some sorts of songs forever. Mm -hmm. I think um, I wrote like my first little bit of a song after my first guitar lesson. It was called Off and On. It was terrible. Wow, <laughs> after the first like, lesson, kind of you catchy. yeah, you started writing your own I knew, songs. Wow. I knew like G and C and D, and I was like, I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> That's like but, ten thousand um, songs right there. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so then, but I kind of. Yeah, I was really focused on like the theater thing. And then when I went to Belmont, I started getting into songwriting more. And I actually had, I'd written like little bits of songs here and there. Nothing I was like proud of, nothing I wanted to show to anyone. And then I was doing this like singing competition at Belmont my freshman year. And when I got to the final round, they said, okay, so for the finals, you have to do an original song. And I was like, what? Like, you didn't say anywhere on the rules, nothing. Three days before the finals by the way. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I don't have any songs. Like my mom is like, I'm like panicked her on the phone. And she's like, just get off the phone and write a song. Like just write a song. What's the worst that can happen? And I did. And I ended up winning the contest with it. So it gave wow. me a lot of confidence and people sure. were you know, like telling me like, Oh, I really related to your song. So I was like, Oh, I guess I can do this. And then I started taking songwriting classes from there. So that's when I like really got serious about it. But what was that song? Was it the first one you put out or was it nothing oh, no. that you've ever done? Or nothing that you No, no, it's, it's called Get to Be Lost, and it's very, like, kind of country-leaning. Again, I only knew a couple chords. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it's, it's cute, but it's not my style now. And I, I, I played it at, like, a, um, I was a camp counselor, and they have, like, a camp counselor showcase. And I played it. It was, I was, a, show, it was a show choir camp that I was a counselor for, and I played it that summer, and... The people were super encouraging. And so it's like, I've played it out a little bit. There might be like videos if you like scrape YouTube, but it's like, it's not, it's not public. <laughs> okay. But wow, to write that song three days before the competition and then actually win it with that song. That's, I mean, that, that, talk about validation, right? It's very Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, did you go to Belmont for songwriting? Like, I mean, to get into that school as a musician is not like an easy task. Um, I went for commercial voice or commercial music with an emphasis in like voice, oh, like, okay. my main instrument, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then I, I did like a song or a music business emphasis. And then I added the songwriting emphasis kind of like once I did that competition. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of had, I did a lot of like, I did all the whole, the whole classical music training, like the arias and all that. And like Vo vocal uh, the music theory. Voice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like it was really like a vocal performance major, but then I also had music business and songwriting classes, which was really cool. Wow. Did you have to do like an audition or anything to get into the school? I did, yeah. I did that, that yeah, like? my senior year. It was the only school I auditioned for, which I guess I was just like putting all my eggs in one basket. If I didn't go to Belmont, I was going to be a business major at Indiana University, which I would have hated more than anything. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Oh, wow. Okay, that was the fallback? <laughs> yeah, I... I like almost my entire family has gone to IU. So it was kind of, um, yeah, kind of like the backup, but oh. I knew I couldn't be a business major. <laughs> oh, it would have killed me. <laughs> but um, yeah, the audition, the audition was really cool. Um, I sang 
let's see, I sang a Demi Lovato song and a Carrie Underwood song. Like, oh, so. nice. <laughs> um, just funny looking back. And then I had to do a classical thing as well. And we did like a little bit of music theory. Okay. Um, but it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty chill audition i know you hear i'm sure you've heard of like horror stories of like really intense music yeah like sight reading and and like all you know like that type of thing like okay sing Mm -hmm. this note and you're like uh (laughs) (laughs) no i wasn't it wasn't super intense i was of course super nervous but but yeah yeah, i mean still to get in that's amazing if you didn't get into belmont you went to, to business what did you have like another uh, idea what you wanted to do. I mean, it sounded like you wanted to be on Broadway, but then you went to school and obviously validated your songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like what, it, what, if there was, was another path to, to to this, what would it have been? Or do you even think about I would it? have probably transferred, <laughs> but no, I, <laughs> I would have been like a music minor and I probably would have just like started, I would just would have done the whole like songwriting and thing on the side and kind of, I think I would have, I think I, every path possible in my life would have led me to being an artist. I don't, looking back, I don't know how I thought that there was any chance I was going to like try to go to business school. Okay, I, I think I, cool. I think I just wanted to do that as like have like a degree in case things right. went south. Um, but I have a degree anyway. So here we go. It's a music there degree, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. So then you win this competition and uh, obviously you get validated for your, your songwriting and do you just continue working on songs? Like when do you eventually put out your first song or like was that quite a bit down the line yeah um so that was my freshman year and then started taking songwriting classes after that and um yeah just kept writing started co-writing a bit which I had never done before um met met some people that I still co-write with in songwriting class which is kind of fun wow um and I you know I had a couple songs that I was like I want to release these and then and I was working on them in 2019 the end of 2019 and then COVID happened. Oh, wow. So I, you know, I, the, like the producers that I was working with at school and we like met each other in class. And so I was like, Oh, you know, we'll like pick this back up when you get back. So then I just get back to Indiana for quarantine and I just start writing like crazy. Oh, so um, you move back home. Yeah. Cause cause school closed down and everything. Yeah. So I was there um, and just writing a ton um and then i started posting the songs on tiktok <laughs> like everyone was doing and um that was kind of where we got or where people started finding my songs and the so the first one of the first ever songs i posted on tiktok was my first single eventually and okay. um, it blew up and it was crazy because i just never i never had had any people like not that number of people knowing who i was even um and so that's kind of how that happened. I think if that wouldn't have happened, I would have still released music around that time. But I, I got really lucky in that around the time I was ready to start releasing music, I gained a little bit of an audience on the internet. So Okay. So did how did that, I mean, you start out, obviously you start off and you're just in square one like everybody else. You have a few followers or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you have, you put this, you just do a version of that song and like, did you see people like were, were the numbers going up like dramatically quickly or like was it like a thing where you put your phone down and then looked at it again and were like oh my gosh like look at this is insane yeah it was pretty crazy so i actually started out doing like um those like riff challenges like really like vocal agility like really like i'd like 
be like trying this Beyonce riff or whatever. And I, mm-hmm. I did the first video of mine that like kind of took off was I did like a cover of Lay Me Down by Sam Smith and like added like an absolutely obnoxious amount of riffs to it. <laughs> and um, that's where I started to get um, a following. And I had a couple more videos that were just like singing, just covers blow up. And then I post started posting songs and um the second original song I posted was my first single break my own and I hadn't even finished writing it yet I just like wrote it that day and remember I had a co-write on zoom and so I like put my phone away and the video like I I don't even remember I don't I didn't think anything of the video I just like put my phone away wrote for like three hours came back to my phone and it had like a hundred thousand views and like this is when I had like zero like I had like nine thousand followers maybe and so I was like what's going on and it was just like going and like in that time too things went like so viral so quick because like everyone was joining tiktok and it was crazy and it was just like overnight i mean like i i just like had such a larger audience than i ever had before and then the next actually two days later i posted another video which ended up being my third single and that blew up too so it was like oh my gosh people want my music and it was it was crazy so i like got to work like finishing and like recording those songs Hello, Fresh. Bringing it backwards, listeners know how much my family and I absolutely love Hello, Fresh. We love the pre-portioned ingredients, the seasonal recipes. They have such good food. And of course, the fact that they deliver it right to my doorstep. Skip the grocery store. Hello, Fresh makes home cooking so easy. With Hello, Fresh, we have more free time, which is essential during the summer with the kids home from school and camps and uh, all the vacations, everything going on, people coming to visit, just planning the meal, trying to figure out what we're going to have for dinner is (laughs) just one less thing I have to worry about with HelloFresh. They take care of the meal planning, no trips to the grocery store. They deliver the ingredients. Everything I need arrives right to my doorstep. It's the peak of summer, which also means peak time for summer produce. And HelloFresh, make sure you get all of the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days. The other night, I made the Arthur Avenue Pork Sausage and Pepper Heroes. Had melty mozzarella and garlic potato wedges. It was so good. Italian pork sausage, mixed in some tomato paste, Italian seasoning, cut up some onions, some long green peppers. A little garlic butter on the baguette with a side of those garlic potato wedges. My family absolutely loved it. So easy. All the ingredients right there for me. No wasted food. Step-by-step instructions. I had the entire meal cooked in 30 minutes. It would have took me 30 minutes or more just to try to figure out what I was going to make for dinner that night. Again, we love HelloFresh. And right now, bringing it backwards, listeners, will get 50% off plus free shipping. You go to HelloFresh.com slash Backwards50 and use the code Backwards50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Backwards50 and use the code Backwards50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Backwards50, 50% off plus free shipping with the code Backwards50. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Having the covers do really well, was it, and kind of having an audience, right? I mean, you said 9,000 followers. Were you mm-hmm. concerned about putting your own song up and like seeing what would happen? Or was it just like, whatever, like, this is the next move. Who cares? Yeah, I didn't, 
I, I started following some songwriters that I really liked on TikTok and I was like, I want to do this. Like, I want to start posting my songs. It For me, I, I felt like a very natural like progression. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I was going to like make my whole identity around like covers. Um, okay. And then when that the originals started blowing off. up, I was like, all right, all right, covers. I'll do one every once in a while. But the originals is like what people want. Wow. Um, when So you, you said the first single wasn't even completely finished when you when you put it up there? No, I only had a first verse and chorus. And then, and then so it was really the pressure of it really got to me I in bet. order to finish the song. So it took me a couple months to like get it all done. And I ended up releasing it like six, seven months. I can't remember. Um, a good amount of time after the song blew up because I just like didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, but thankfully, like people who really loved it, like were still waiting for it and still streamed it and everything. Um, but, you know, I was it was just all so DIY and so organic. Like everything you saw was just like me flying by the seat of my pants at that time, um, which was fun. And I learned so much so quickly. But, yeah. yeah but crazy. I mean, yeah, to, to have I mean, it, the song has over three million plays right now. So it's like once you even waiting that long was probably mm-hmm. like the fact that people still were like, OK, you know, all right, here it is. It's, yeah. it's here now. Uh, and people did stick it out. I mean, that just shows the how well the song was doing and how well it was written and everything else have people wait around and be like, okay, she's, she's going to do it now. Okay, here it is. Let me go yeah. and check it yeah, out. Yeah, that was, that was really special. Cause I was definitely, I was pretty hard on myself. Like, Oh, I'm like, you know, I need to take advantage of this opportunity, but it was just also new and I didn't know what I was doing. And most people didn't even like TikTok was just such a foreign concept at the time, but it mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was really inspiring and really cool to see people still love the song after so many months. And so, won it out and then you know my other my other singles and then um fast forwarding to 2022 when i released my most recent song quarter life crisis i got really lucky and the song blew up the week it came out which was awesome yeah um but i was like you know i'm glad that i i had the learning experience of writing the song and posting it and then all of a sudden having to work through it and then i got to you know, everyone's dream is for the song to blow up when it's about to come out. So I, <laughs> right. you know, I got lucky. <laughs> um, with the the success of that first song, even were you getting reached out to by managers and different people in the industry? Like, oh hey, like what do you got going on here? Yeah, a little bit. I um, honestly was so I was so overwhelmed by messages and stuff that I'm I realized like a year later there were like certain messages I just never saw (laughs) but um people people definitely reached out and I some of some like artists that I really um look up to and like actors too like um I absolutely adore Rachel Zegler and have forever and like she's been like an OG like since 2020 has been following me that's awesome Um, and so like really cool people that I admire we're kind of reaching out um but definitely you know when this when this most recent song came out is when people really started hitting me up i felt okay i mean yeah mm-hmm. you had, the new one with drew barrymore like digs it like, I, mean, I know that's wild. <laughs> so weird <laughs> yeah i was i was so shocked when she used my sound yeah. um i was on the phone with my mom when it happened and oh, i just wow. like gasped and she was like what's going on what's going on I was, drew barrymore used my sound she's like what cuz like that's something that like parents they know what that is. Like you're like oh, oh, yeah. million views on TikTok, and they're like, "What?" But when you say Drew Barrymore, that's heard by that's song. A game like, changer, really yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. she's been in the industry since she was a kid, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. that's so wild. Um, well, 
once you get back to Belmont, do you, when the pandemic kind of, you know, loosens up a bit and school opens, do you go, you obviously go back to, to Nashville and, and resume at Belmont. Were you, I mean, leaving, not having anything and then coming back with like, I, you have a hit and a, a following and a couple in viral songs. Was that like different? Like, how were you, were you treated differently at that point? Or like, what was that like? It was kind of interesting because I, my first, it was still like so hybrid that like a lot of our classes were on Zoom still because I was a junior when COVID happened. Oh, okay. So my, it just had one more year at Belmont, um, which was my senior year, which was, I graduated in 2021. Um, so definitely like a lot of my, my friends were like super hyped about it and stuff. And it was really cool. I was like an, an orientation leader um, for like the new students and um I had a couple students be like, I know you from TikTok. Oh, and that wow. was really cool. And they, my, like my sorority played my song, like at a recruitment, like everyone was super supportive. And um, it was, it was like really encouraging. Um, and a lot of my friends at Belmont had also kind of been doing the, the viral musician thing over COVID. Like a lot of Belmont was like a hot spot for like half of the songwriters that you saw blow up probably went to Belmont. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it I was mean... fun. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. And then so when you put out Quarter Life Crisis, did, were you teasing it beforehand and kind of getting a feel of like, oh, people are actually, you know, this is going to be a big moment or? Yeah, it's kind of. So I, I wrote the song, like, I think like maybe the day before New Year's um, twenty. 21. So I had gotten back from, so I, I spent, after I graduated, I spent six months in London and then I got back. To oh, wow. Were US. you doing, were you songwriting or were you just there to, I was doing okay. some music, but I was also just there to, um, live it up before <laughs> I just love London. And I just always <laughs> wanted to live there. And I was like, you know what, this is my chance to go. Um, so I got back and was feeling like, oh my gosh, now, now my life is actually starting. Like that was kind of like my extended call it like now it's for real and what am I going to do and I knew I was mo moving back to Nashville in like a couple weeks and so I ended up writing a song about like my life is a mess <laughs> and then I actually posted it just like me playing it acoustic in January of 2022 um being wow. like I'm turning 23 this year that's so crazy I wrote the song about it and um it did really well. A bunch of people liked it and they were like, when's that song coming out? But I had other singles lined up. So I was like, eh, we'll see, we'll see. And then I turned 23 and I was like, okay, now it's time to get this song out. And so I started, I started posting it and I could tell it was doing, it was performing better than a lot of the stuff I had released recently. And people were really engaging with like every video I posted of it was like doing pretty well. And so I was encouraged by that. And I also just had a lot of faith in the song and my friends and family like really loved it and I just felt like I felt really confident in the songwriting of it um so I was not I was surprised still when it started taking off but I was I was like oh amazing like my favorite song I've written is blowing up this is the dream um and then yeah so it the videos of it started doing well there's a video of me playing acoustic that went viral and so people were like already amped for it and then the trend started um, which was like kind of not started by me. It was, I posted a video with the particular part of the sound that people use for the trend. And then people just started posting pictures of them at 16 and them now. And I was like, what a great idea. So I posted a video being like, take, like, do you at 16 and then, you know, whatever. And that's when it like blew up and it was crazy. I mean, like, it was like doing like 
10,000 videos a day um, for a couple of days. And it was like, this was like literally one week before the song came out. And so I was getting like more pre-saves than I've ever had, um, getting hit up by like all sorts of industry people as well. And I was like, finally, like this is what I've been waiting for. So it was super cool. That's amazing. And yeah, now it has like 19 million, 19 and a half million plays on Spotify alone. I mean, that's so wild. Yeah. Something I just like those numbers I could never have conceptualized even like a year ago. So oh, yeah, I mean, really, really grateful. Like more people than I mean, that's more people than probably a combination of like New York and San Francisco, like the whole area. Probably. I mean, that's so wild. To think <laughs> that's crazy when you think that about is. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you sure. also did. I mean, you've, you've got to open up for a bunch of people and you've done a lot of big things, especially here in Nashville. Um, you won the Lightning 100, their, their radio stations, uh, their contest, right? Yeah, was that, that was, was that early um, on. Was that obviously probably for all the success of uh, Core Life Crisis? Yeah, it was kind of right before. So the I applied for that. My friend Michaela um, encouraged me to apply for that um, competition in I want to say like February or March of 2022, and. Um, I I did that and I mean it was stressful because it's like it relies on audience voting so I was yeah. like guys go vote again and really what what helped me win was TikTok because my TikTok following really came through for me and voted which is amazing um and so I yeah we had there was like the finals and that was at third and Lindsley in Nashville and then I ended up yeah winning which was super cool you know like got my songs played on Lightning 100 and got to meet a bunch of people and like I love the Lightning 100 people they're so cool and then I got to play live on the green in September of 2022 so that was all kind of happening right before because quarter life crisis came out a month later in October so it was honestly it was perfect timing it was kind of gearing me up for something bigger um and you know gave me a lot of more connections in Nashville and um was just a really cool and fun experience too it's amazing I'm only asking I came from I did radio for Near, nearly two decades before I started just doing oh, this no podcast full time. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I was going to say, well, who's leaving listening to the radio, but I was going to throw shade, but <laughs> it was funny that you were like, yeah, my TikTok <laughs> following really came through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. I mean, I don't know if they went and listened to it on the radio, but they went on the website and voted yeah. for me. No, so. I know that's, that was my joke. Cause like how many, like, <laughs> it's so funny to like, I've interviewed other artists that have like, that are, that have hits on the radio and they're like they didn't even listen to the, they're like wait what right I, do, I have had some i have had some friends text me being like your song's playing right now and i'm like well news to me i've never i listen to spotify but i'm so glad you are listening to it right you're like yeah i'm not a, a you know dinosaur listening to that stuff but um uh, i think that's really cool though to win that that's that's amazing i mean they, there's still obviously value in 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 radio and it's just funny because sure. I came from that world and just seeing it mm-hmm. all just change drastically. I'm like, Whoo. yeah. And uh, yeah, I think the, the lightning 100 people do such a good job of like uplifting independent artists too. Mm-hmm. And they're like just really encouraging. And that was really cool as well. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so I've been seeing just recently on like your Instagram and stuff, you're, you're posting different like little covers or not covers. You're posting little acoustic videos and stuff. So do you have, more music coming out like new songs coming out i do like crazy soon okay crazy soon i'm i'm working i'm working on a project um that is almost done it's been like so long in the making and i'm so excited about it um and quarter life crisis is going to be on it so it's gonna you know can you tell us anything about it or is it still pretty hush hush um i 
can't say a ton except that definitely some of the songs i've been posting will be on it so if people are mm-hmm. on my social media and wondering if a song is coming out like there's a chance it might um <laughs> and in the songs that i posted that aren't on the project like i'm planning to release um afterwards i'm already working on the release plan post okay um, but i'm really excited about the songs and i think they really and like they really capture what it's been like living in my early 20s and like relationships and um kind of everything that comes with that and kind of having your quarter life crisis um it all it feels like a very accurate snapshot of my life in the past like year or so so i'm i'm very excited for people to hear it very very cool and are you recording a lot of that here in nashville i i did record most of it in nashville i did a little bit of it in la too okay well, now I'm just curious real quick. When you recorded even the first single, like having it do well on, on TikTok first, like, did you go to like a big studio to record it after that? Or like, have you had that experience? Like, no, kind of tell me about I, that. all of my songs up until Quarter Life Crisis, I recorded in my bedroom with a hundred dollar mic. <laughs> no way. I love that. I did. So my first producer, um, his producer name is Tone Deaf but he's not. Um, Yeah. He did those songs. (laughs) And he, um, I would just send him the stems of me singing in my bedroom. Like I remember when I was living with my roommates, like my senior year roommates at Belmont, I was like, okay guys, like everyone needs to be quiet. I'm turning off the air conditioning because I'm recording right now. Like get out of the house. (laughs) Here's the whole thing. Um, But I did a ton of it just by myself in my room. (laughs) Wow. I, I, and then Quarter Life Crisis actually did with the producer. Um, okay. What was that? It was that it must have been a totally different experience to go into like a, a proper studio and like do it that way. It was, it was super fun. Um, it was weird because I'm so used to comping my own vocals uh-huh. and knowing exactly what take I want. And uh, in some ways it was nicer because he could, I mean, gosh, it took me, it would take me so long because you have to like you sing and then you like, go to the computer and you're like, duh, 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 and then you go back. And so it was nice to have someone doing it. But I also remember I like asked him, I was like, can I come back in and sit with you and like listen to every single take and pick and pick the perfect one? Cause I'm like crazy about that. Like I'm very particular about my voice, <laughs> but it was, would, yeah, it was Did they let experience. you do that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was your choice the same? <laughs> I was wondering. Sometimes. If you... Okay. But it's funny because people and certain takes, he'd be like, I really like like the edge of your voice. And I was like, Oh, I felt like it did it sounded imperfect. He's like, I like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, I'm glad I have your opinion. Cause I get so caught up in the perfection of it. And it's nice for like an outside person to say, like, no, this actually makes it interesting and real and authentic. Yeah. No, I mm-hmm. I could imagine that too. I'm so nit I used to be even worse, like with if I record something on the radio, I'd like nitpick every little like imperfection on like how mm-hmm. I pronounce something and I feel like it would just to record like a commercial piece it would take me like two hours when it should just take like <laughs> 30 seconds um yeah but yeah so I could totally re- relate to that but um like you said an outside person would be like I love that even though you don't think it's perfect mm-hmm. there's something cool about like an imperfection or or, or something like that like the kind of like the grit to it that's yeah not, like a little crack like, or a rasp yeah, or yeah. yeah I love those little like yeah pieces of like you, right? I mean, it's not like something that you mm-hmm. could recreate probably, but um, awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear the new songs. I love what you're doing. At least the songs that I've heard um, Thank you. that haven't came out yet that you've been teasing online and everything. 
So. I'm really excited about them. <laughs> yeah. You. Do you have any shows coming up? I do. I mean, on your website, I looked and I didn't see. Anything, yeah, I don't at the moment. I'm I'm really hoping to play very soon, um, but you know, kind of kind of waiting. I have been doing for people who do live in the Nashville area. I sometimes will do some writers rounds and. Oh. I'll put those on like my Instagram every once in a while. Like I'll do song suffragettes at the listening room, um, which is like an all female songwriters round. I love them. They're so supportive. Um, so those kind of things, but nothing, no big shows on the docket at the moment, but they're coming. They're coming. I'm trying That's to, awesome. I want to tour so bad. Like every time someone messages me like, you should come to this place. I'm like, trust me. I'm dying. To. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully very soon. I love that. I want to go check out at these writer rooms. I, uh, these, the writing circles, those are such cool experiences. It's such a, like, it's such a Nashville thing. It's like so oh, special yeah. to Nashville and I, I love them. Yeah. They're super fun. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for doing this today. I appreciate thank your time. You. Um, yeah. I have one more quick question for you before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah. Um, I would say my biggest advice is, so I, I have this quote that I, I don't know who said it, but I saw it on Instagram or something. And I think about it all the time and it's, I am not afraid to be seen trying. And I think artists, including myself, get like embarrassed to like post their songs. I mean, right now that's pretty much like, if you don't, if you don't have connections, tons of money, like that's the way you're getting your music out there. That's the way I got my music out there. I didn't know anybody. Um, I just posted on TikTok and it's really intimidating. And you're like, Oh, it's so embarrassing. If my video doesn't blow up, then like people are going to be like, Oh, she's posting videos of her, of her song. So embarrassing. But it's like, give like having the courage to be embarrassed by it a little bit and having the courage to be seen trying is what is what it takes um I think like if you just like kind of allow yourself to look stupid a little bit and like not take yourself too seriously and be like you know what this is not a reflection of me or my character and whether or not this blows up or not like it's it's a testament to the fact that I care about my music so much that I'm willing to work so hard for it and I think that's really inspiring. Um, so that's my biggest advice is like, don't be afraid to try and to be seen trying. Um, it's not embarrassing to be passionate about what you want to do. Um, and then just, I think too, like write even when you don't, even when it doesn't feel perfect. I'm definitely a perfectionist and I have a tendency to like start a song and be like, oh, I, I don't know, I'm not vibing with this certain lyric. And sometimes when I stick through it, like it ends up being one of my favorite songs. Like I would just say just like, just write and not all your songs are going to be good, but then like the ones that are going to be amazing. So it's mostly my biggest advice is just like try hard and don't be embarrassed to try hard. So. 